Welcome to Dollars and Cents, creating your fulfilled life with Nicole Romito from Private Vista. In this podcast, we draw from years of experience as well as guest specialists to help you create the life you imagine. Join us in this journey as we enlighten and empower you to align your lifestyle to help you achieve your goals with a clear picture of your future. Now, let's get to the show. Hello and welcome to the Dollars and Cents podcast with Nicole Rumino. Nicole, pleasure being with you again. How are you? I'm doing fantastic, Bill. I always know it's going to be a good day when I uh, see one of our sessions on my calendar. It makes my day as well. I really enjoy hearing what you have to say and listening to the people that you consult and speak with during the course of this podcast. Interesting topic uh, on the menu today. Yes, it is. Um, I'm super excited that we are coming uh, back with another two-part series, as our prior one was so well-received. And uh, today's going to be the first one. And what we're going to be talking about is how to prepare for when you are either thinking of selling your business or you know you're ready to do so. Um, Today, we're going to focus on the psychological and emotional aspects, which in my experience, when I've been working with clients as they've been selling their business, oftentimes has a much bigger impact and can give them pause than when we're running the numbers or looking at the financial side of things. No, it's interesting. It's interesting, Nicole. It does take a certain amount of moxie to start your own business. It must take an awful lot of I don't know what it would take, and I hope to learn today to sell your business and move on from something that has been so meaningful to you for a while. Absolutely. Uh, for for the clients or the people I know who have a business and then also have children in their lives, they it's they're like, oh my god, it's like I'm getting run rid of one of my own kids, and uh, it's usually a pretty big part of their identity as well. So I think you hit the nail on the head of. How do you work through it? And then how do you figure out what you're going to move towards? So, yes, and in studio with me today is my dear friend and colleague, George Caravatu Vitol. And he is a human resources executive with over 20 years of consulting and operational experience. He has a unique combination of strengths, including education and experience in technology and organizational psychology. He has been the president of Psyched LLC since 2001. Psyched partners with individuals and businesses in the areas of systems and human performance, understanding that both significantly impacts success, both on the professional and personal side. The firm helps to clarify a tangible and energizing vision, developing leadership skills, and focusing resources in critical and controllable areas. George coaches executive level individuals to greater levels of success by helping them analyze situations and identify, and I think this is very key, realistic improvement opportunities, aligning their individual contributions to the organizational goals, and along the way, providing critical performance feedback. So welcome, George. That is quite the bio you have there. I'm always impressed when I have to review all that you've done. Yeah, I appreciate the time today, Nicole. Uh, yeah, lots had lots of experience, and I always get very excited about being able to share it with others. 
Great. Well, before we get into the topic at hand, I know George and I did want to share how we came to know each other. And that was through a wonderful organization called the EFBC. And that stands for the Entrepreneur and Family Business Council. My firm and George's firm are both strategic partners to support this community of business owners. Um, the reason that the group exists, it's to educate and empower the people of family owned and entrepreneurial businesses through impactful programs, but more importantly, or I'll say as equally importantly, it's a unique community of peer support. So that's how George and I got to know each other. And, uh, I think we've built a really good relationship, uh, you know, helping one another out and then also helping the member firms. So with that, George, I mean, we're going to have, I think, just an episode chock full of great stories and tips and things for people to consider. But why don't we talk about, you know, as someone's getting prepared or maybe thinking about or they know they're ready to do it to sell the business. Um, I know you have typically about three steps you work through with people to get them ready. And so I think the first one we wanted to start with is the intellectual component. Yeah, as you mentioned, selling a business is an exciting and scary time. The goal is to increase the positive excitement associated with it and as much as possible minimize the scary. Now, as you mentioned, the intellectual component is the part that usually people do cover. And so it's important to reflect on first on why you're selling the business. Is it for financial reasons? Is it for health reasons? Is it in pursuit of something more than you had prior to the sale? Something that, that may not have been as important earlier, but is more critical now. Just like in business, it's helpful to have a post-sale vision of your success. What is that desired future state and how will the sale of your business contribute to it? In any case, I have found it more rewarding when the sale is because a person is running to something rather than running away from something. So the question becomes, what is that business owner running to? Absolutely. Um, and I know that's where um, you and I have talked about, because I'll help guide clients on the exact same thing, whether they're selling a business or they're thinking of retiring. Um, maybe they've run a, a, a company, but it's a publicly owned company, or they've run a division, or maybe they were a, a professional such as a lawyer or accountant at a professional services firm. And it it really is, you know, for so much many of us, what you do is such a big part of your identity. So why don't we maybe start with that is of what you're running to or moving towards? What are some things you coach your clients on to say, hey, Nicole, if you're not going to be filling, you know, 60, 80, 100 hours a week doing work, and getting your, you know, probably a lot of your social engagement, certainly your intellectual stimulation uh, and challenges and growth from that. How do you uh, help coach your people to start thinking about if that's if I'm going to have all this open time, what am I running towards? Exactly. The intellectual side, you know, most of the time people do cover that with respect to the preparation, you know, working with the accountants, the attorneys, the the wealth advisors. Sure. But the, emo the emotional stuff is what many times is missing. And, and they also do not get 
professionals involved in it. So what happens pre-sale, sale, as well as post-sale? On the emotional side, you know, you have to remember that business is an emotional space. They've been coming there on a regular basis, physically coming into the organization and engaging with other people. After the sale, the question, just as you had mentioned, becomes what are you going to do to fill that space to engage people? Otherwise, there's going to be a very large gap in your life once the sale is over. Absolutely. I mean, I've had clients just, you know, sitting and we're sitting around the table and they're like, you know what? I love my grandkids and I love to golf, but that's not going to fill all the hours of the day that that are going to be available. Exactly. Now, you know, I like to break it down separate from the intellectual component. Mm-hmm. The The physical component is something that's many times not addressed. So it takes a lot of stamina and energy to sell a business. So the question becomes, how have you prepared? Similar to the intellectual experts, it's probably helpful to have your physician involved, maybe a nutritionist or a trainer, to make sure you're in the best condition to face the physical challenges of a business sale, which is a major life change. One story that I had was an acquaintance of mine had a radio and TV repair business, which he wanted to sell. Not because he didn't enjoy his work, but he just felt it was time to retire. What he hadn't considered is how the change of not physically going to work would impact his family, specifically his wife. Yes. <laughs> After a couple of weeks yes. of being at home, she demanded that he get back to work in some form or fashion outside of the home. And this was the beginning of his mobile radio and TV repair business. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I've I've had that too with clients where we're where I'm sitting with both spouses or or both people in the relationship and the one who is either maybe uh didn't work outside the home or retired first, they're looking at me and they're like, Nicole, quit telling him or her they can retire. Like I've done a great job of building my life and I've got my social network and where I volunteer and I, I you know, and they know the other person doesn't have that. So I, right. I think it is important to to think through that. And then also, if they have a partner or spouse, how do you get them in the conversation so you can facilitate one where it's not coming from, well, I don't want to spend all this time with you. It's just that, you know, I've we've had these separate interests or separate right. activities. So how do we can, you know, maybe they look forward to spending more time together, but not all the time together. Exactly. You know, work has for most owners, it's been a very physical endeavor going into the organization and engaging with others on a regular basis. It has worked your physical body and provided a human network to keep your muscles engaged. That will most likely change at the sale, if not soon after. So the question is, how have you planned for that physical change? You know, We should appreciate that the workplace has not only been a source of intellectual challenge, but also physical and emotional challenge. Right. Another piece that many times is not appreciated is that work has been a source of team membership activity and reward. In the post-sale you of what team will you, know, you be a part of now, what will your new role as a team member be? And how will you be recognized? 
Yeah. I, I think that is huge. Just even having like you're having shared goals or if you're a, a mentor or a coach for one of your colleagues, it's hard if you're used to people depending on you or coming to you, even just to say, Hey, you're a safe sounding board. Or, um, can I just kind of think out loud with you? Right. Um, I think I know for me, just even with my current team, uh, that really fills me up, if you will. Even if I don't have the answer or they're not looking for the answer, it's very rewarding that people are like, oh, I can just go and talk to her and I I don't feel judged and I know she's not going to repeat any of this. So it's just a safe place to process. Exactly. So from a, you know, from a physical perspective, are you in a good shape to sell your business and what will you do? truly physically after the sale. The next component is that emotional component, you know, because probably work has been a source of purpose for individuals, maybe contributing to a sense of self-worth. So the question then becomes, what will be your new purpose? What will be the, the post-sale new value add that you can provide to someone or some endeavor? It's one thing to keep yourself busy post-sale. It's another thing to provide value. And so I always ask clients to really consider what they do well and what they love to do and see if we can incorporate those things post-sale. And that could be in a new business or in no business, but they'll be happiest when they're able to not only add value, but also love what they're doing. I agree. Um, I also told, I know at least talking with our clients at Private Vista, many of our clients have shared with myself and my colleagues that, um, you know, it's great that I can, um, I don't have to worry about what I'm going to earn or what the compensation is, right? I've educated right. my children. We've obviously saved enough or I know what number I need to get out of the sale of the business for us to be um, comfortable ongoing. Yep. So it's been fascinating. And George, I, I believe you probably hear this too. They can really talk about, you know, as a kid, I like I always wanted to own a flower shop or right. um, I just love, I always wanted to be a teacher. So it's, you really see people light up and they can reconnect with their childhood dream or maybe something they realized to your point, they were good at or enjoyed as adults, but yep. they're like, I need to kind of, yeah, I got to, I got to get my uh, dollars and cents in order, make sure I'm taking care of my family, any organizations. But now for a lot of people, their next chapter, or I'm going to do a shameless plug for my company. That's why we call ourselves Private Vista, is we want to help our clients design their private Vista. And it's a lot of what you're talking about. What are you moving towards? And right. how do you want to design your life? Um, so it's it's been really great. I've, I've had clients who went back, they're teachers, or um, they've joined boards, but it's for organizations, um, for different parts of the community or different groups of people that they might be able to share their same knowledge or coach, but they're just doing it because uh, because they care and they want to give back. Exactly. And, you know, some things that you may have provided value in pre-sale, post-sale, you may not want to do that anymore. So it's also to feel the comfort in saying no 
to potential opportunities that that come up, both appreciating your possible limitations, but also your desires. Oh, I love that. I I am always coaching uh, some of my younger colleagues. You know what? No is a complete sentence. <laughs> right. So, That's right. and it's much more powerful and usually much more readily acceptable, at least in my experience, when you're just like, no, or no, thank you. <laughs> exactly. And one of the things that I try to transition from not only in the business, but once you're out of the business, recognizing that the owner and the business itself has had a significant impact on many people and groups. And so as part of the process, the question is, who are these stakeholders and how will a sale impact them? And these stakeholders may include, you know, a spouse, family, employees, vendors, investors. What are the pros and cons associated with each stakeholder? It's not to say that the sale will be great for everyone involved, but at least you want to make educated decisions considering and appreciating the impact on the ones for whom you care. Uh, Again, your goal is to minimize the number of surprises as part of the sales process, because surprises during the process are usually not very helpful. Agreed. And they're usually not the good ones either. Right. I know you and I have seen certainly one source of uh, maybe pressure or um, that can cause some anxiety for the owners we work with is it's tied to what you just said. So other people who are on the team or other stakeholders who, you know, you're not at the point yet where you're ready or it's appropriate to disclose. Yes. Right. So how, how do you handle, um, coaching people through that? Because the people we work with are usually, um, they, they care about their employees and their yeah. team, and they want to make sure they're going to be okay or taken care of. But again, you can't just, even if you have a policy of transparency, there's just a time and place for when that's um, logical to be disclosed. Exactly. And again, this is where priorities must be established. So you may have a number of different goals as part of the sales process, but even amongst those goals, there are going to be it's important to prioritize them. And the prioritization of those goals will drive what the communication is going to be to the different stakeholders. Who will know and when, what will be shared and in what detail, and whatever decisions are made regarding communications and when to get in people involved, ensure there are good reasons why and to support what outcomes. But again, the critical pieces must prioritize the goals as part of the sale. Hey, pardon the interruption. I know you are listening to Dollars and Cents, creating your fulfilled life with Nicole Romito, and we're happy you're here. If you have any questions, please head over to myprivatevista.com or the show notes to find out how to reach us. We'd love to hear from you. Absolutely. And... I know as we kind of talk about that, as you're prioritizing your goals, not only when to disclose to your key people or at some point the entire company or firm, um, but how do you, I know a lot of times when we're talking to clients and they're selling, I mean, yes, you're looking at the price and you know how are you going to get your money out and things like that. 
But it's also how are you working with your clients so they can determine it, the buyer, yeah. um, if it's from someone outside the company, how are they? How do you make sure they're the right fit culturally for the culture that a lot of our business owners have worked very hard to cultivate? And quite frankly, is usually a big reason why you have loyalty and long term team members. Exactly. So just like with those goals, there may be the goal of, okay, I want this price for my company and for mm -hmm. these reasons. But another goal may be, I want a culture that values the employees as I have done and what my employees are expecting. I had a CPA firm actually that I helped find a suitable buyer and the seller was very concerned about their employees and desired to find a buyer with similar values for both customer service as well as employee care. Because again, mm, great point. The employee is a stakeholder, but so are current clients. Right. Yes. And so and so that that was another stakeholder group because of this high criteria for the seller. We had to evaluate a greater number of potential buyers passing up on potentially more financially lucrative sales opportunities. And and again, that's why it's important when I talk to clients to determine what their specific success criteria is for the sale and the employee component and the client component are absolutely essential for many these days, but it does make the sales process, it might be extended a little bit longer, and it may come with some financial outcomes that may not be as lucrative. Right, right. And and also probably narrow the field of uh, potential buyers as exactly. well. Yeah, because I know there's a lot of, especially, uh, you know, private equity is is a big buyer out there in kind of businesses everywhere. I know they are certainly in my industry. Um, we're seeing it on the healthcare side. Uh, I don't know that there's an area they haven't been kind of nosing around in, and right. they have very different goals and approaches. Um, than at, at least in my experience, than like the founders or even if yes. it's second or third generation uh, from a family-owned business. Yeah, the the good thing that I'm seeing though in the last couple of years, I've seen private equity being more interested in a little long-term view versus a three-year view. Right, mm -hmm. I see them now pushing five, seven years. Agreed. Versus what we were seeing in the heyday. Another indicator is. My business is around the long term. I always tell my clients, I'm not playing for today. I'm playing for tomorrow. And interestingly, this year, I have two private equity clients. Oh, interesting. And, and I've never had private equity clients in 20 Oh, my years. God. That's that's got to that's got to be some good stories. <laughs> yeah. So it, it has been different. But once you're able to show how thinking about the long term can and does impact the bottom line, then they're more willing to listen. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I it, It's so interesting because you and I have very similar, similar themed conversations with our clients yes. because the same thing when we're doing a plan or when we're building a portfolio, I always say I'm not I'm not investing for it today, this week, this quarter, even this year. Right. Um, you know, we have other 
parts of your portfolio are set aside for things that are in that shorter time frame. But um, from investing and even just when we're providing advice or guidance uh, to our clients, it's always in like, how is this going to impact you over the long term? And, and that's another reason why we're attracted to family businesses. I love the line, you know, where they say corporate, a quarter is three months, you know, but uh, at family business, a quarter is 25 years. <laughs> <laughs> that is a good one. And it's true. It's true because the uh, certainly the the first generation and second generation are looking to build um, and grow it so that the next generation has something to uh, not only carry on, but hopefully to continue to improve. Yeah. And that's the other key. It's not only about finding a buyer with some of the similar values. It's also recognizing that things are changing and to help our clients remain objective in certain aspects while helping them to draw the line in the other more critical pieces for them. Yeah, I agree. You know, one thing, uh, George, I've heard you say on multiple times and uh, is not only um, is it, and we'll, we'll kind of uh, talk a little bit about like the financial and legal. I know um, that'll be the second part of this series. So that's not uh, either of the areas uh, from the tax and accounting and legal that you and I are uh, experienced in, but right. kind of just maybe a little bit about the, you know, how do you kind of protect your heart through this process? Yeah, again, th that emotional component, and that's why I really help my clients get more in touch with what they're feeling. You know, many times people say, well, leave the emotion out of it. But the thing is, emotion is not only can be very positive, but if you don't address it, it can also wear you down. And so as we're going through the process, pre-sale, sale, and post, I want the client to really feel what they're feeling. Okay, Don't ignore it because it will probably stay with you even after the sale if it's impacting you that much as you're going through the process. And so I want them to really appreciate the heart and what they're feeling. And then let's look at what can we reasonably, and like you mentioned early on, realistically do to resolve whatever heart concerns that you have. Yes. And I, I like, too, that um, as we're talking about it, it really is a team approach, because yes. you're helping your clients with, I mean, you've got enough experience with business that at least you can, um, you know, maybe things to consider or share stories. Uh, but certainly on the heart side of things and the emotional or psychological side, you've got that. Even though I'm a, I'm on the number side or the financial side, uh, there's a lot of emotion. Everyone has some stuff that they bring to the party when it comes when you're talking about money and your business. Whether you've had a wildly successful business or you've had one that's maybe been some ups, some downs, and you're at a point where it's on and up, so you're ready to to exit. But it's it is it is 
interesting. And even though I can quantify and project and, you know, myself and our colleagues here will say, yep, financially it makes sense. Or here's the number you need to get to do everything you're trying to do. You may want more that might be below market, but we're just saying this is what you need to, um, to be able to support all your goals. But I too have found it's, I mean, we're all human beings, right? right. We're not robots. So right. I can say, George, you know, one plus one is two. And you're like, yep, I, I see that, Nicole, but I really want it to be three or two's not enough. And um, that's why I love that we work in teams and we've got, you know, you on the coaching side, the guests I'm going to have on our next uh, part of this series, which George knows as well, Dee and Eric are going to talk from the tax and legal side. Um, but together we have found by having a team of professionals who really know their lane really well can help guide that business owner to come out of this, um, you know, as, as whole as possible. And even if they get their price, all the things that you've highlighted today. Yeah. The, and remember that, um, what I commit to my clients is I won't let them make ignorant decisions. And so if they want to go a particular route, then it's our job as the advisors to say, okay, if you choose this route, this is what you can expect, whether it's from a financial standpoint or an emotional standpoint or from a physical standpoint. And then no matter what the individual is selling or when, it's going to be a challenging time. Uh, it will most likely include activity that may they never, never may have engaged in. And right. so that's when it's important to engage the assistance of the experts to help you stay focused. The other piece around selling is make sure that people pace themselves and celebrate the milestones because otherwise you're going to get burned out through the process. So you need a way to maintain the excitement and minimize the scary. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, again, even though this will be more with on the next, uh, Part that Dee and Eric will speak to, but wow, can can the do first of all getting your business in order and then going through the due diligence that any purchaser, potential purchaser is going to require. Certainly the phrase that comes to my mind is this is a marathon, not a sprint. Correct. So and you're not running it alone. <laughs> or or in a vacuum, right? You're That's still right. trying to run the business, live life, and uh get through the uh potential or the sale process. So that's a really good point. Yeah. In many ways, it's like a picnic race where you're tied, you know, at the at the knees or however. Oh, the three-legged race? Yeah. Or the sack race. <laughs> that's really what it is. Oh, dear. Oh, yeah. I, you, don't, you don't want to sign. You don't want my part. You don't want me as your partner <laughs> for that, George. I'll tell you that. <laughs> so that's why it's important to make sure that everyone's aligned relative yeah. to the expectations and the success criteria. Uh, well, George, I could sit here and talk to you all week. I think we've teed ourselves up nicely to have you back in a future episode, if you'd be so willing to share more of your valuable time with us. Is there any last thoughts that you want to close with or anything you want to make sure that you shared with our listeners today before we wrap up? Yeah, I would say the most important thing is really get in touch with how the whole process is impacting you physically, emotionally, as well as from a technical or intellectual standpoint. And don't ignore any of the signs that you need some help or you need to back up a little bit. 
or you need to celebrate a little bit. And, mm. you know, if you do so, then you have a much better chance of uh, having a successful sale and post-sale period. Well, wonderful. Well, thank you again for sharing your time and what I know is just a small piece of your wisdom and experience with our listeners today. As you know, I, I ask all of my guests the same question at the end of each episode. Uh, you know, if there's no time or financial constraints, you don't really have any constraints on you. Where would you most like to live and why? Easy answer for me. It's it's Aruba. Oh, nice. <laughs> and, That's on my list to visit. So <laughs> and the reason is it's it's the happy island. Oh, and, uh, like, is that literally their tagline or motto or is yeah, that what that, you've nicknamed that, it? That's exactly their tagline. And because I'm, you know, I'm an employee person, you know, that I love work and seeing people work. And maybe it's because their unemployment is less than 1%. Oh. I'm not sure. <laughs> well, that's why it's a happy island then. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but that is the place that doesn't matter who you speak to there. They always seem to have time and seem to enjoy whatever they're doing. Perfect. I love it. And if any of our listeners would like to get in touch with you, what's the best way to do so? Uh, the best way is probably through email at george at psychedllc.com. Or you can visit the website at www.livepsyched.com. Great. Thank you. And thanks, Nicole. That was a fascinating conversation. I'm looking forward to part two. Yeah, that's going to be good. I, if people want to reach out to you, Nicole, how do they get a hold of you uh, to have a further conversation? Yeah, the best way to do so to get in touch with me or any one of my fantastic colleagues would be at our website, which is at myprivatevista.com. And on our homepage near the top right corner, there's a contact us button and you can just fill out your information. Please reference uh, the podcast, this episode, and I'd be happy to get back in touch with anyone and uh, have a conversation with them or uh, direct them to one of my colleagues if that would be a better suit, a better fit. Fantastic. Thank you, Nicole. And thank you for listening, listeners. And this reminder, that was part one of part two. If you're a subscriber, you will be notified when this next one comes out. So if you're not, hit the subscribe button now. That way you don't have to remember or worry about when did I hear this and when should, when's it going to come out. You'll be notified, you'll know, and you won't miss the podcast. We'd also ask that if you like what you're hearing, rate it, please, and share it with others and get the word out about the podcast so that others can uh, find the value that you know is in this podcast. On behalf of Nicole and everybody at Private Vista, I'm Bill Tucker, urging you to do not wait. Go out and live your best life today. Thank you. Thank you for listening to The Dollars and Cents, Creating Your Fulfilled Life with Nicole Romito, sponsored by Private Vista. Visit our website at www.myprivatevista.com or give us a call at 312-831-4370. And don't forget to click the follow button to be notified when new episodes become available. Private Vista is a group comprised of investment professionals registered with Hightower Advisors, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Advisory services are offered through Hightower Advisors, LLC. 
This is not an offer to buy or sell securities. No investment process is free of risk, and there is no guarantee that the investment process or the investment opportunities referenced herein will be profitable. Past performance is neither indicative nor a guarantee of future results. The investment opportunities referenced herein may not be suitable for all investors. All data or other information referenced herein is from sources believed to be reliable. Any opinions, news, research, analyses, prices, or other data or information contained in this presentation is provided as general market commentary and does not constitute investment advice. Private Vista and Hightower Advisors, LLC, or any of its affiliates make no representations or warranties expressed or implied as to the accuracy or completeness of the information or for statements or errors or omissions, or results obtained from the use of this information. Private Vista and Hightower Advisors, LLC, assume no liability for action made or taken in reliance on or relating in any way to this information. The information is provided as of the date referenced. Such data and other information are subject to changes without notice. This was created for informational purposes only. The opinions expressed herein are solely those of the authors and do not represent those of Hightower Advisors, LLC, or any of its affiliates.